Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor's Study. If this is your first time tuning in, our show is going to be just a little bit different today. Normally, Pastor Brock would first of all be giving a short sermon and then we'd go to a question and answer period. But occasionally we have guests that come on and Pastor Brock does an all Q&A. Today, Pastor Brock and I are going to do a question and answer show because we've had a lot of questions about the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit and what does he do? So we're going to take a half an hour to just talk about the Holy Spirit. We hope that this show will help you to learn who the Holy Spirit is and what direction he has for you in your life with Christ. So let's start out with the obvious. Mm -hmm. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God. And some of the verses that would teach that is, it says in the book of John, now God is spirit. And uh, in Acts chapter, is it five, where Ananias uh, and Sapphira lie? Peter said, you didn't lie to, to men, you lied to God. And then he, a few verses later, you lied to the Holy Spirit. So Peter equates the Holy Spirit with God. So just in case people haven't heard this, Christians believe in one God, in three equal and eternal persons. God the Father who made us, God the Son who died on the cross, and God the Holy Spirit who comes to live inside Christians. So not three gods, one God and three persons. But Christians believe Jesus is indeed, excuse me, the Holy Spirit and Jesus do, and the, and the Father. We believe one God in three persons. So the Holy Spirit is God. So, but the Holy Spirit has his own things for our life, like yeah, yes. God the Son is our Savior. Right, and, and you know what's, what, and this is complex, and I don't pretend to understand it all, but even though there's only one God, and there are three persons in that one God, each person of God is distinct from the other. For instance, Jackie, God the Father did not die on the cross. God the Son died on the cross. So there are certain things that the Holy Spirit does that are different from the Father. And, I mean, they're one, and they're not contradictory, but there's distinctions. So if the Holy Spirit is such an important part of the Godhead, why is it that we're not hearing that much about mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit in church Right, anymore? you know, normally, Jackie, you hear a lot about God the Father, you hear a lot about Jesus, you don't hear that much about the Holy Spirit, and that's probably wrong. We probably need to talk more about the Holy Spirit. It's a little bit understandable, because Jesus said in the, I believe it was the book of John, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will bear witness of me. So the job of the Holy Spirit is to point people not to himself, but to Jesus. So when the apostles are filled with the Holy Spirit, who do they end up preaching about? Jesus, not so much the Holy Spirit, although indeed they do preach about the Holy Spirit. So what does it mean then when we say the Holy Spirit is a person? Yeah, well when we say one God and three persons, we don't mean that literally there are three thrones in heaven with three different people sitting on them. Uh, what we do mean is when we say God the Father is a person and the Son is a person, the Holy Spirit is a person, we mean that as a person, a person has a mind, a will, and emotions. Well, God has a mind. He thinks. He has a will. He does things. And he has emotions. 
it says you can grieve the Holy Spirit. In other words, you can, you can make the Holy Spirit grieve by the way you treat other people. So, you know, the, the, the error of the, Je the Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe in the Trinity. I don't believe they're Christians. They say they are, but they deny the basics of the faith. They don't believe the Holy Spirit is God or a person. They think he's just a force or a power. And what I would say, though, you can't grieve a force. You can only grieve a person. And that's why we believe in one God and three persons. Again, a person having a mind and a will and emotions. That's what we mean. And all three persons of the Godhead have that. fill those yes. categories. Yes. Okay, that's a good mm -hmm. point. So then, is there a difference between the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost? You hear some people talk about, about the, the Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. I believe in the Holy Ghost. And the answer is no, they're the same thing. The difference is somebody's using King James English and other people are using modern English. When the King James Version written in the what, 1600s, talks about the Holy Ghost. That was the English way of saying spirit. And, you know, people get spooked. The Holy Spirit is not a ghost. <laughs> the, the word ghost means, simply means spirit, invisible. So is it right to change the language? Nothing's wrong. Actually, the Bible itself uses the Greek word uh, pneuma, which means spirit. And again, it just the, the King James people just translated it that way because that's what it meant in their culture. Okay. Big question. Mm -hmm. People have to ask to receive the Holy Spirit, correct? Or well, no? or how does one receive? How do you receive the Holy Spirit? The Bible says, into one spirit you were baptized. And Peter says at Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, be baptized and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I believe we receive the Holy Spirit through baptism. But Jesus himself said, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So I think, you know, I, I do believe we receive the Holy Spirit in baptism. I think you can ask for the Holy Spirit and receive the Holy Spirit that way. But, um, you know, I, I think there's may, probably more than one way to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but we're commanded to be baptized. Okay, so you have people that haven't been baptized that believe there is a God, mm -hmm. but does that mean they don't accept the teaching of God being the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Well, you know, uh, or even harder, here, when I was in college, I remember a, a college woman who'd never been baptized, and she didn't seem to have the need to be baptized. She said, I believe in Jesus, I'm saved, I don't need to be baptized. And, and my point to her was, you're commanded to be baptized. Now, can you be saved apart from baptism? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk that, because the, the last thing on earth Jesus said, Go ye therefore into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, I think there are exceptions. The thief on the cross who died next to Jesus, we know he went to heaven because Jesus said, Today you'll be with me in heaven. He wasn't baptized. So God can make exceptions. But the normal way God puts people into Christ and into the church, baptism is a big deal in the Bible. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, how do you know if you have the Holy Spirit in you? Yeah. Well, I think you got to be a fruit inspector. <laughs> Jesus said you'll know them by their fruits. And do I exhibit the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Uh, the fr now, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, Galatians 6. Now, the fruits of the Holy Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit is planted in me, the fruits that come out are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Now, it doesn't say they'll come out perfectly because I still have my days and I still have my sins, 
but generally is my life going in that direction? I think that's an evidence that you have the Holy Spirit. I don't think he's giving me enough patience. <laughs> <laughs> I get there too. Okay. Um, is it a sign that you have the Holy Spirit that you speak in tongues? Okay. This is different and different churches understand this differently. Some churches teach the evidence that you have the Holy Spirit is that you speak in tongues. But not everybody does. Well, I, they would say everybody could if you just would. Okay. I don't believe that, Jackie, and here's why. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, not all speak in tongues, do they? And he says some people have this healing gift, some people have prophecy, but not all people have the gift of tongues. And so I, I believe we should pray for the gifts of the Spirit. Paul says, I earnestly seek the gifts of the Spirit. And Paul says, I would that, uh, that everyone spoke in tongues, but he knew some people get this gift and some people get another. So Jackie, we should pray for the Holy Spirit, pray for the gift of tongues, but God may give you a different gift than that. But I, I'm troubled, there are some churches that teach, no, you have to have that gift to, to, to really have the Holy Spirit. I don't see anything in the Bible that says that. I'll give them this much. In the book of Acts, often when people receive the Spirit, there was speaking in tongues. That's true. But does it ever say every single person has to have the speaking in tongues to have the Spirit? It never says that. That was my next question, Tony. Okay. You just took it right <laughs> away. Was Does every Christian who has the Spirit speak in tongues? I, I think the answer is no. Okay. Yeah. So you rattled through those fruits of the Spirit. That also was one of my questions. Okay. What exactly are they? Can we go through them a yes. little slower now maybe? The fruit, this is from Galatians chapter 6. Now the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Those are the things that the Holy Spirit brings out in our life. And again, are there days I'm impatient? There sure are. But then the Holy Spirit convicts me, Tom, work on this, <laughs> you know. Okay, that's yeah. what the Holy Spirit's job is then, is to convict us when we don't practice right. those? Right. Uh, Jesus said, but when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of sin. So, so, so let's talk about this, Jackie. If you sin and you feel bad about it, that's the Holy Spirit. And you go to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me through Jesus in his name, amen. If then, Jackie, after you've asked for forgiveness, you still feel guilty, that's not the Holy Spirit anymore. That's the devil trying to get you under condemnation. Because 1 John 1, 9 promises, if you confess, God forgives. So if you've asked his forgiveness, he forgave you. Don't doubt that. And if you're getting guilt again, then it's false guilt. It's not the Holy Spirit anymore. You know, Tom, though, you, when you say patience is a gift of the Holy Spirit, everybody loses their patience yes, at times. Yes. Is that a so, sin? No. We, again, we're talking direction, not perfection. Okay. Is the direction of my life toward that, not am I perfectly doing it, because nobody is. All right. Well, yeah. that makes me feel much better. <laughs> <laughs> me too. So are the fruits of the Spirit different than the gifts of the Spirit? Yes. Fruits Can of the Spirit are qualities. Gifts of the Spirit are abilities that God gives people. And there's about 19 gifts of the Spirit. Can I just quickly list them here? Actually, maybe we should kind of go through what they let's are. Let's go through them kind yeah. of slow let's, so we don't do have that. to go we back. We got the time. Yes, um, we do. Let me quickly list them, and then we can go through them. Here are the, this is, comes from 1 Corinthians chapters uh, 12 and 14 and other places. If you put all the lists together, here are the gifts of the Spirit. Speaking, serving prophesying, teaching, encouraging, contributing, leadership, mercy, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, distinguishing between spirits, the gift of tongues, and the gift of interpretation. Now, it doesn't mean there can't be more, 
But those are the ones that the New Testament lists for sure. I mean, some people today have gift of technology that they didn't know about in the first century. And boy, are we glad that certain people have that gift or we wouldn't be on the air because I can't do that stuff. You know, so it doesn't mean there couldn't be other ways the Holy Spirit gifts people, but those are the main ways. Okay, but not every Christian has every one of those gifts. No, but you can't have more than one. But maybe your main gift is preaching. That's mainly where I'm at. I may have a few other gifts, but the main one is this. There are certain people that have, you know, five gifts of the Spirit. What the Bible says, the Holy Spirit apportions to each one individually as he wills. In other words, Jackie, you might wish you had a certain big gift, but no, that's the Holy Spirit wants you over here. Okay, that was my next question. I mean, I would love to have the gift of discernment. Sometimes mm -hmm. I don't discern things mm -hmm. very well. Does okay. that mean... It's wrong to ask for that no. gift? No. Again, it says in, in uh, 1 Corinthians that uh, now earnestly desire and seek the spiritual gifts. Okay, so it is all right it's to, fine ask to ask God to anything, give you that gift. But then you wait on him and he gives you what he wants. All right. Yeah. So what is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? We right. hear this. In the New Testament, there's one unforgivable sin. And let me tell you the story. Jesus cast a demon out of a boy. And the Pharisees, the Jewish leaders, said, yeah, he cast, Jesus cast. And Jesus said to the Pharisees, you've committed the unforgivable sin because you've called the power of the Holy Spirit by which I do this. You've called the Holy Spirit the devil. And Jesus says they're guilty of an eternal sin. It won't be forgiven in this age or in the age to come. So we need to be extremely careful what we say about the Holy Spirit. In fact, Jesus said, people can say a word against me, the Son of Man, but those who say a word against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven in this age or the next. We need to be very careful what we say about the Holy Spirit. Okay, so explain what exactly the Holy Spirit does in our lives. Okay. I mean, we yeah. talk about these gifts, we mm -hmm. talk about asking for these things, mm -hmm. but what exactly is the that position. There are a number of things the Holy Spirit does in our lives, and let me just list them for you. Jesus said in, uh, Acts, in John chapter 16, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will lead you into all truth. So when you come to know Christ, Jackie, that's the Holy Spirit leading you to Christ, leading you to the truth. I mean, can I quickly tell you a story? Mm -hmm. A friend of mine named Buddy says to me, let me tell you, Tom, the night I got converted, I was dragged to a church meeting, a big evangelist up in front, I'm leaning on the back wall because I don't want to be at this meeting, but I came for my friend's sake. And the evangelist says, if you've never accepted Christ, come forward to the front. And he said, I felt something push me in the back. And he said, I turned around, there just bricks. I was leaning against the wall. Second time, if you've never accepted Christ, come forward. Again, he felt a nudge in the back. Third and final time, if you've never accepted Christ, and Buddy told me, the third push was so strong, he stumbled on his feet, went all the way up to the front, and got saved that night, accepted Christ that night. That's the Holy Spirit. I don't think any of us, Martin Luther said, I do not believe I can by my own uh, reason come to my Lord Jesus Christ or believe in him, but the Holy Spirit brings me. And see, I don't think any of us would come to Jesus on our own because we love sin too much. When you are led to Christ and to the truth, that's the Holy Spirit overcoming our sinfulness and bringing us to salvation. So then is the Holy Spirit the convictor? Yes, that's, that's what, again, Jesus said, when the Spirit comes, he will convict the world of sin. So if you have someone you know who's starting to see how sinful they are, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. 
It's showing them their need for Christ. So that's one thing the Holy Spirit does. He leads us into all truth. Uh, There's a a few others. Okay. Um, He gives us power to witness. You know, the disciples fled from Jesus when he was uh, betrayed. Mm -hmm. And then he rises from the dead. And then on Pentecost, they're bold as a lion preaching in the streets, thrown in jail. Most of them were martyred uh, because of their faith. What turned them from wimps into heroes? And Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, before he ascends to heaven, he says to the disciples, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power and become my witnesses. So the thing the Holy Spirit moves us to do is to witness. And if, Jackie, you're sitting next to someone on the plane and you want to share the gospel, but you're scared, you pray, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit, and you move me to say whatever I'm supposed to. And then the Holy Spirit gives us the power to witness. Okay. Um, what else does Okay. Do? Um, we said about convicting of sin. John 14, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the parakletos, the paraclete. Para mean alongside, kletos means called. Literally, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, is the called alongside one. He's the one who comes alongside of us and gets us through life. We call him the comforter. The paraclete is the comforter. So when you're down, it's the Holy Spirit who comforts you and gets you through. So God the Father isn't a comforter? No, he is too, and so is Jesus. That's what but That's true, but again, it seems to be the major work of the Spirit to comfort the believer. Uh, but well, again, when one person of the Trinity does something, they're all, you know, they're all, in they're all together. Involved. One, one or two more things, Jackie. In Romans chapter 8, it says, now the, we don't know how to pray, but the Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us in sighs too deep for words. In other words, sometimes you and I don't know what to pray for, but... Holy Spirit, would you intercede with the Father right now, and would you say whatever needs to be said? He prays for us. Is that because he really knows what we're trying to do yes. ourselves? Yes, he, he knows what's going on, and we don't normally have a clue. So, Holy Spirit, intercede for me. And then one more thing, well, a couple more things I'll say. Well, we've said about, he gives every Christian a gift, a spiritual gift, those gifts that we listed, the 19 gifts. And every Christian has a gift of the Holy Spirit. It, it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, the Holy Spirit has a portion to each one as he will. So, uh, I mean, part of being a Christian is to discover, do you know what your spiritual gift is? That's where God's going to use you the most. Can you have more than one spiritual gift? You, you can, but the main thing is find out the main one or two gifts that you're gift. I mean, Jackie, you don't want me doing the finances of the church. I'm not gifted that way. You don't want me doing other things. The one area I'm gifted is I know the Bible and I know how to preach. So that's where I put the eggs in that basket. Jackie, whatever your gift is, if, you're, if you've got the gift of mercy, that's where God's going to use you is to help the downtrodden. Certain people, you can just tell they've got the gift of mercy. And so, just, so the Christian is to pray, seek the Lord. God, what is my spiritual gift? And that's where God's going to use you. But you can't pick your spiritual gift. No, he will gift. show you. And, 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 you know, often, though, the desire of your heart is what he gives you as your gift. So if you desire to have the gift of mercy, often that's what you'll get. But, you know, God, God is sovereign to do as he will. And the one last one, Jackie, it says in Romans chapter 8, the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. In other words, the Holy Spirit gives us the assurance that we're truly saved. There are days, Jackie, I wonder if I'm saved because I'm having awful thoughts or deep demonic things going on and am I really a Christian and the Holy Spirit witnesses with my spirit that yes Tom you are forgiven you are saved because of Christ's blood you are a child of God the Holy Spirit gives us assurance do you know sometimes I think the Holy Spirit though comes upon me sometimes to convict me of 
you know, all of a sudden I realized I've done something that I should have done entirely different. And I think, where was God in this, you know, that I did such a bad mm -hmm. job on this and mm -hmm. didn't see this? And so, you know, I don't ask to be convicted because then I feel terribly guilty for yeah. days yeah. about it, too. Yeah. But, Jackie, the greatest saints have seen themselves as the greatest sinners. And the closer you get to Christ and realize how holy he is, you start to realize how sinful you are. So when somebody says, oh, I'm, you know, ever, you know, this, I, a woman said to me once, you know, before I became a Christian, things just didn't bother me. Ever since I've been a Christian, I'm realizing what a sinner I am. That's the Holy Spirit. Now, don't stay there. He doesn't want us to live in guilt. He wants us to receive forgiveness and move on. But it's part of the work of the Spirit to convict us. Okay. And so, to comfort us, though. Okay, because I was just going to say, sometimes I have to take comfort that not everybody can use their gift to its fullest. Yeah, and, that's right. You know, yeah. it takes development. Yes, it does. So, can someone lose the Holy Spirit? Well, you know, this is hard because, and Christian churches differ on this. Calvinists would say, once you're born again and saved, you're always going to be saved. The Holy Spirit will never leave you. Lutherans tend to believe you can lose your salvation. Uh, this is not an easy one. It, it, does, Jesus do, it does say in Hebrews, I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. But then you do have first, uh, for in the Old Testament, you have um, first, where is it? I, I, where, yeah, here we go. First Samuel 16, verse 14, where it says, the spirit of the Lord dis departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord came upon him. And you remember then an evil spirit from the Lord from the Lord that I think Saul had rebelled against God continually and God took his holy spirit from Saul the king and an evil spirit came and tormented him a demon that was from the God allowed a demon to come and that's why David had to play the harp uh, around Saul and so there's an instance where it says the holy spirit departed from Saul now you could argue all right that was the old testament and that was a king having the spirit for the purpose of leading uh, Israel but that's different from believers getting the spirit you can make that I'm not exactly sure what I believe, um, but I do know that the promise is he will never leave me nor forsake me, so as long as you're going toward him, you're fine. If you do a Saul thing where you totally reject him, you're in trouble. Okay, they also, we also hear about grieving the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Can you explain how we do that? Yes, and, yeah, it, it's, and I, I, I should have the verse, but it goes like this. Uh, Something to the effect, you know, put away all bitterness and, and uh, let no unwholesome words come out of your mouth. It's, it's some kind of context like that. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And it's clear from the context that when we use our mouths to denigrate other people, we are grieving the Holy Spirit. So, you know, we need to pray that we're careful with our humor and with what we say to people because when we tear people down, we grieve the Holy Spirit. But if God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit are one, aren't we grieving yes, God yes. as well then? Yes, indeed we are. And Jesus wept. <laughs> you can grieve Jesus. You can grieve the Father. You know, when you grieve one, you grieve them all. I, again, that's kind of the way it works. Again, but there's still distinctions in the Godhead. Three separate, three distinct persons in one God. Is grieving the Holy Spirit something that we have to ask forgiveness for? I think so. You bet. Yeah. But do people do it on a regular basis? Well, I don't know. I, I know that when I sin, one of the things I confess is, and God, forgive me for doing that because it grieved you and it hurt you and it hurt me. Anytime you sin, you don't just hurt God, you hurt yourself. So I pray for that. God, forgive me for grieving you. Yeah. 
Pastor Brock, how many years have we been doing this? We have been doing this show since 1988, which means, Jackie, we are coming up on 24 years because we started in, in November or something. So we are now, uh, probably by the time people see this, we'll have been on the air for 24 years. Thank you and Fred, her husband, who is our director, and Carol and Joel Oscar, too who uh, are on the show uh, running the cameras and putting the graphics up. So thanks for all that they've done. And, you know, can I just do our spiel here? You sure can. <laughs> um, everybody, we're on the air because of your prayers and because of, of your support. And um, we have been able to go national on DirecTV. Uh, it's looking like that may come to an end because it's very expensive. And if you would go to pastorstudy.org, pray about it. If you'd like to support this ministry, uh, you can do so by going to pastorstudy.org. You'll see a P.O. box at the end of the show. You can also support us in that way. But we need some huge gifts to keep going national because TV time is very expensive. We've been on the air here in the Twin Cities for 24 years. But the, the new thing of going national just happened about eight months ago, something like that. So I'd ask your prayers that, that God would uh, guide us on that. And uh, But, you know, Jackie, one, before we uh, we got a couple minutes left, uh, the, the main thing I want to say to people about the Holy Spirit is if you've never been baptized, you need to get baptized. And then once you're baptized, you have the Holy Spirit. But then it does, Jesus does say, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So, Jackie, I don't think as a Christian the Holy Spirit leaves us and comes back. He's always with us. But you can quench the Spirit. The Bible says, do not quench the Holy Spirit. I can stuff him down. So I regularly pray, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit today and use me for your glory. And the other thing I also pray, Lord, may I be able to share you with one other person today. And some days it happens and some days it hasn't. But again, the reason the Holy Spirit comes is to give us power to witness. And you know, Tom, when you said that years and years ago, I started doing that, you know, and it's amazing the people that will come into your life mm -hmm. that you wouldn't be expecting yeah. would pop a question to you yes. that allows you to share something. Yeah. And it, it, it is something to yep. pray about and ask for. Yep. Um, also, if you happen to be catching this show, we've had a lot of people that said they felt bad that it went off of certain channels and that, that they can't see us anymore because of a different TV provider mm -hmm. and that. Mm -hmm. You can go to our website, www.pastors.org. PastorStudy.org. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And you can watch our shows. You can send them to your unchurched friends and yeah. share them uh, that way and yeah. find out all about our ministry. Right. I look back at some of our old, old ones and we sure have changed. Well, you've but gotten so, gray and I've gotten uh, bald. Yeah, right. The technology has <laughs> gotten better. We used to be good looking, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank you for being with us. We pray that God would be with you this week, granting you his richest blessings until we're together again next time. Thank you for watching The Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.